Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. God's plan and will for us is not to be defeated and go under, but to be victorious and go over. And the scripture said the victory that overcomes all the world everything that's in the world that could come against us, is our faith. And the reason we have faith school is to <clears throat> feed our faith and develop it. And once it's fed, then each of us individually has to take the steps to act our faith and exercise our faith. But when faith is fed and exercised on a regular basis, it will grow. It will develop. It'll get stronger and stronger. So, uh, Get your Bible, get something to take a note with, and, and come on into the classroom. We've saved you a seat right here. Let's pray and release faith to get exactly what the Lord would give us today. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for the privilege, for the opportunity to do this, to come together, to focus on you, and to hear your words. Grant us ears to hear and eyes that see and hearts that uh, can discern and receive. Give us answers and help for right now, utterance and anointing. We ask it in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you would look in the scriptures, our great textbook, the Bible, to Matthew, the ninth chapter, and we saw uh, on yesterday's class uh, the healing of the woman with the issue of blood it's recorded in, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But in Matthew 9, it said when she came through and touched his garment in verse uh, 20, and in verse 22, uh, Jesus turned him about and said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Uh, we saw this uh, a couple of weeks ago in our, in our classes uh, that this is not an isolated instance, but over and over again, Jesus told people that received healing uh, through his ministry that their faith was what did it. Their faith made them whole. Their faith saved them. He said, uh, as you have believed, so be it done unto you. Your faith has made you whole. Well, uh, I've heard people try to say, well, you know, I... Uh, healing is not really for us nowadays. And, uh, you know, the apostles had that power. Uh, but when the last apostle died, all that ceased. Where does the Bible say anything like that? That's complete fabrication of men. Uh, what made this woman whole? Her faith. Has faith been done away with? Huh? Uh, if faith has been done away with, there's nobody saved, right? There's no salvation. There's no, there's no church. Um, no faith hadn't been done away with. And if we still have faith, 
Her faith made her whole. Well, if we can still have faith today, why can't our faith make us whole? It can, and it will, no matter what the situation is. Said out loud, if her faith made her whole, my faith will make me whole. Hallelujah. All things are possible to him that believes. That means that even though from the natural it may appear that you have no hope of ever being healed or whole or strong or being able to live a, a normal physical life and that you just accept it. No, according to the scripture, all things are possible to him or her that believes. That means it's possible to be healed or restored to the point where you can live a normal physical life. Now, I know people scoff and mock at it, but they're the ones that would not get it because it's believers that get it, right? These signs, the scripture said, follow those that believe. How many believers do I have in believing class? Faith do we have in faith school? Say it out loud, I have faith and my faith will make me whole. Now, um, last uh, week, we began in the first of uh, healing in our study of all the healings in Jesus' ministry. We're taking the time to go through one by one the individual cases. There are about 20 of these that are recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. When I say about, it's because depends on which ones you count. Some people would say, well, that's only deliverance. That's not healing. But uh, to me, they're, they're mixed together. And are, some of them happen at the same time. Uh, some would say 19. Some would say 21. That's why I say about 20. It's not that I can't count. <laughs> but uh, we're going to go through and look at each one of these. One, two, three, all the way as the Lord helps us and, and allows us to do it through to the... Uh, 20, and there's about five in the book of Acts. So I think we'll keep going when we get there. So I think we're, we're going to be here a while. <laughs> and uh, we've covered one so far, and it was the healing of the leper. And you'll find in each one of these a major truth that is emphasized relative to healing. Uh, not that it's the only truth, but you'll see us a, a greater emphasis on a truth. Uh, we're told in John that if everything Jesus said and did was recorded, the world itself couldn't contain the books that would be written. Wow. That, what does that mean? There are cases and cases and cases and cases of people who were healed. Uh, we don't know about that, and apparently the Spirit of God... Uh, knew we didn't need to know. But these hand-picked 20 are, are chosen and recorded for all following generations for specific reasons. They are inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so we, we should uh, feed on them, learn from them, because whatever happened for them, God's no respecter of persons. He'll do it for people today. He never changes. He's still doing the same kind of thing. And what we learned in the healing of the leper, one of the great truths, is the leper said, uh, Lord, I know you can heal me if you will. 
You know, how many people are still praying that prayer? If it be thy will. And Jesus looked at him. Remember what he said? I will. Be clean. This is, and that's one of the reasons we dealt with that one first. Is because if you are still questioning if it's God's will for you to be healed or not. You cannot have faith to be healed. I know that sounds like a big statement. Are you sure about that, Brother Kent? Oh, absolutely. But by nature of what faith is. If you're questioning whether it's God's will for you to be healed or not, you cannot pray a prayer of faith to be healed. You can't release faith to receive healing because you're still questioning if it's even God's will or not. You've got to get that settled. So uh, if you're joining us uh, for the first time, go back and camp on that week that we studied that healing and feed on it and feed on it. Got to get that question answered. Jesus answered it. He said, I will. One one translation says, of course I will. (laughs) Be clean. Be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so that's uh, healing number one, the healing of the leper. We're going on today to healing number two. And all the class said, yay. (laughs) Healing number two. And uh, you'll find that Many of these are recorded in more than one place. Uh, This is the healing of Peter's wife's mother, or Peter's mother-in-law. And it's recorded in Matthew 8, Mark 1, and Luke 4. And so we're going to read all three of these accounts, and then we're going to camp on one of them and look at each uh, phrase in each part of this to see what the Lord would have us to get out of it, why he had this one recorded for us. In Matthew 8 and 14, Matthew 8, 14 says, when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever and he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and ministered unto them. And when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Praise God. Go to Mark's account, Mark chapter 1. And this is the same healing, but both, uh, both Matthew and Mark recorded it. Mark 1, 29, we'll see. It says, Forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever, and anon they tell him of her. And he came and took her by the hand, And lifted her up. You see why you need to read all three accounts. Because all Matthew said was that he touched her. And in this uh, Mark adds he took her by the hand. Somebody says well see you got contradiction. No there's no contradiction there. When he took her by the hand he touched her. Right? It's just one adds more detail. Uh, He took her by the hand and he lifted her up. That's no disagreement with him touching her. He had to touch her to do that. But 
there was more than just a touch. There was a touch and a taking hold of the hand and a lifting up. And uh, immediately the fever left her. Hallelujah. Uh, how many believe this actually happened? This is not a fairy tale. huh? This is not some myth that only has symbolic meaning. That is insulting to the Word of God to say such foolish things. This happened. And if it happened then, it can happen again. It has happened many, many, many times for those that believe. It's amazing how you can be in such bad shape and how quickly you can be okay by the power of God. I've, uh, I've laid hands on people in, in ministry lines before and things happened so quickly it just made you shake your head. Uh, I remember a, a lady I laid hands on one time, she had a, a lump on her wrist and it was, I don't know, it protruded oh, a good half inch or so above her, her wrist and it was about that big around. And, and I put my hand on it and cursed it and commanded it to, to die, dry up, go away. And I mean, before I finished saying that, it wasn't there. And I took my hand off and she said, glory to God, glory to God. And I thought, where did it go? It was, and it was so quick. It was like you almost wanted to say, well, was it there? Yeah, it was there. She, I said, well, it's gone. She said, it's gone, it's gone. Well, immediately, everybody say immediately, immediately, immediately. She was delirious with a fever and bed fast and immediately, she's fine and up and ministering to them. Can you see that? Now, I, I know you got unbelievers and doubters and scoffers and mockers everywhere, on every corner. I know that. And it's sad, but you doubt, you do without. Okay? You won't be bothered by what we're talking about. Because this is not for doubters. But if you dare... To believe that this happened and it still can happen, you can experience things that most of the world's population will never even think about. You can experience deliverances and healings so quick and so complete that it startles you, that it baffles the mind. It's like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> well, God answered your prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is truly exciting when you begin to touch these things. Uh, the scripture talks about it, it, refers to it as tasting of the powers of the world to come. And, you know, uh, there's no such thing as an intelligent person, thinking person, who doesn't believe in healing. You might say, well, Brother Keith, I, I know people that don't. No, I, I may say it again. There's no such thing as an intelligent person thinking. What do you mean? Well, if, if they say, well, I don't believe in healing, you say, well, hey, did you ever skin your knee or scrape your elbow? Hmm? You know, and say, well, yeah, you know, I was riding my bike the other day and I hit a pothole. Oh, man, I scraped my knee and, or it was, you know, three weeks ago or two months ago or whatever. And you go, well, well, uh, let me see it. Oh, no, no, it's healed. It's what? <laughs> it, it what? 
You don't believe in healing. Oh, that's different. No, it's not different. It's not different. Why does the body heal? Hmm? Well, you know, blood cells do this and heart does this. and Yeah, but why? What initializes it? How did it develop to begin with in the womb? Where did it come from? Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's life. Yeah, where did it come from? <laughs> huh? huh? It came from God. The design of the human body came from God. It's in a fallen state, so it's imperfect. It's not how God created it. God created it perfect. Adam and Eve were perfect. We hadn't seen perfect. <laughs> uh, we've been affected, but God put a certain amount of healing in the body for, you know, preservation and restoration. And something gets damaged, uh, the body starts rallying to it with the, you know, immune system and the, and the blood cells and all those things and the, and the nerve energy and, and all of that. And over a period of time, it heals up. Well, where that healing came from, there's more. And God can increase it twofold, threefold, tenfold, a hundredfold. And when you get to some of this hundredfold, that's when immediately there was so much healing working there, it didn't take six weeks. It took six seconds or six milliseconds. Next thing you know, it's done. Why? Because where that healing came from, there's much more. There's a lot more available. I know my father in the faith, uh, Kenneth Hagin, said uh, on one occasion, the head of the church, the Lord ministered to him in a vision. And he said, uh, one of the things he told him, he said, when any of my people have a, a procedure, he said, the Lord told him, ask me to speed up the healing working in their body. Uh, and that's something we should all remind ourselves of anytime something's going on or somebody has, you know, the best surgeon in the world cannot heal anybody. If they do a surgery and remove a problem or correct a situation, they didn't heal it. Once they get done, now the healing starts. Is that right? They're counting on the body to do its thing. The healing. Uh, so, you know, the, in the truest sense, man is not the healer. Man's an assistant <laughs> to the body. But the healing is what was already in the body. And so what we should do is ask the Lord then to increase the healing. Speed up the healing process working in the body. I have the sense there's a number of people this applies to right now. And I want to lead you in a prayer. Let's do it. For yourself or for somebody else, say it out loud. Lord, thank you for putting healing in my body so that it works naturally. And where this healing came from, it came from you. There's a lot more. I'm asking you, increase the healing power. Working in my body. Speed up the healing power working in my body. I ask for it. 
I lay hold of it. I believe I receive it. I take it now. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now expect to heal up supernaturally quickly, supernaturally fast and complete, completely, perfectly, completely. Can you say amen? Amen. Uh, Verse 32 here, it says that even when the sun did set, they brought to him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils and all the city was gathered together at the door and he healed many that were sick of divers diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him or they recognized him. Go to Luke, the fourth chapter. Let's read Luke's account of this wonderful healing. Do you think Peter's mother-in-law was happy about this? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, let me draw your attention to something. Uh, Peter is considered by, uh, I guess, the Catholic Church to be the first pope. Peter was married, and Peter had a house, and Peter had a business. <laughs> is that right? And then he's full time in the ministry, but he still has a house. How many know you can't have a mother in law without a wife? <laughs> right? And he had a house. Uh, you got to watch about these ideas that if you're in the ministry, you can't be married. Or if you're in the ministry, you can't own anything. Or you can't have anything. Uh, you want to separate what men have said from what the Word actually says. Peter had a house. And when they came into the house, let's read in, in Luke, the fourth chapter, and the... Uh, 38th verse, he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. Said out loud, Peter has a house. <laughs> well, why can't you have a house? Huh? Oh, y'all are, y'all are not helping me enough on this. Huh? Is it against the will of God for you to have a house? Yeah, but what if you're a preacher? What if you're a pastor? What if you're a missionary? You can't have a house? Peter had a house. So Peter had a house. You can have a house. Hmm? Somebody needs to say it. Peter had a house. I can have a house. Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever. So Peter had a wife. Huh? Peter had a house and a wife. <laughs> if he had a wife, you can have a spouse. Right? he entered into Simon's house and Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever now here is the spirit of God through Dr. Luke Dr. Luke's a physician and he gives you a better description of this fever he says it was a great fever they just said she had a fever they besought him for her he stood over her Now see, neither of the two said that. And rebuked the fever. Matthew didn't say that. Mark didn't say that. And here it didn't say that he uh, touched her hand or took her by the hand, but it's all true. 
right? You just put it all together, you get the more uh, complete picture. He stood over her, he rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she arose and ministered to them. Now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with divers diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Now the other guys didn't tell us that he laid hands on all of those people, uh, but it did tell us that he laid hands on her, he touched her. But he, not only did she get healed that day, but many people got healed that day. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are Christ, the Son of God. He rebuked them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. So Peter's wife's mother, or we'd say Peter's mother-in-law, was healed uh, from a, a fever. Now, we can see from other indications that she was not just running a few degrees of temperature. Um, the scripture says, let's look at it again, that he arose out of the synagogue and entered in, Jesus did, entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever and they besought him for her. The Amplified says it like this, Simon's mother-in-law was suffering in the grip of a burning fever. The Amplified, uh, uh, in Mark, if you go back to Mark's account and look at the Amplified, he says it like this, Mark 1.30 Amplified, Now Simon's mother-in-law had for some time been lying sick with a fever. And the Weiss translation says, The mother-in-law of Simon had been afflicted for some time with a chronic fever, a severe one. So she's been down and she's been on in the bed and virtually bed fast, I reckon, for a length of time. So she's in a bad way. She, and of course, especially with medical science of the day, she's probably soon to die. She's been for some time in this uh, high, high fever, delirious with it. So she's probably at a place of not being able to help herself. Here we see one of the great benefits of serving Jesus. You remember when the Lord came along and, and Peter and John were out with their fishing boats and what have you, and Andrew and those guys, and he said, come follow me. They did. What if they hadn't followed Jesus? Then he wouldn't be at their house today. Come on, can you see that? And his mother-in-law wouldn't be healed. The fact that they obeyed the Lord, followed the master, Next thing you know, his extended family is getting the benefits of supernatural healing. Can you say glory to God? Oh, one of the greatest things you ever did, child of God, was following the Lord. It benefits not just you, but your immediate family, including your mother-in-law and your father-in-law, your in-laws. Your extended family. Nothing is said about the mother-in-law's faith in this situation. She's delirious. But because they besought the Lord for her and got in faith, she's immediately delivered today. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. And we're out of time again. But come back and join us again tomorrow here in Faith School. I've got the victory living in the
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.